You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny, and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, just go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram, or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I hope you have snagged some fizzy housewives inspired rosé for yourself. Pack in a punch at 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. You can head over to nofilterwine.com to stock up. I have four fun designs inspired by Beverly Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, New York, New Jersey, and Atlanta. And I'm so excited to announce that we've officially sold out of our Drag Me Potomac cans just in time for the reunion. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you, love you, mean it. I would love to give you kisses and hugs and all of the the licks all around just to say how grateful I am for all the support that you've shown No Filter Wine. You can stock up on the four OG cans for any of your Bravo-obsessed besties that you want to shop for Christmas. NoFilterWine.com. Very quickly... This Tuesday, we're back with Book Club. We're reading Dave Quinn's book, Not All Diamonds and Rosé. We'll be breaking down part four, which is Real Housewives of New Jersey. We've already broken down Atlanta, New York, and OC. And now we have Joyzy in the house. So get ready. Make sure your pages are read for part four of Diamonds and Rosé, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern on the Instagram at No Filter with Zach. Also, this Wednesday, I'm going to be doing a brow tutorial. I've got my guy, my guy Marco from EcoBrow. You've been asking for it. And we're going to do my brows live on Zach. The Instagram at Just Plain Zach. So make sure you give us a follow. Give me a follow, actually. Um, and you'll you'll see it happen this Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific. And then merch goes on sale this Thursday. All new merch available at JustPlainZach.com. Get ready. It's really cute. You're going to look hot for the summer. And we're just going to be hot bitches. All right. Get ready because today's guest always has very hot takes. And I love listening to her podcast because her dives go so deep into all things entertainment, reality, TV, and not just pop culture, but like culture, culture. Like she has really good conversations that are about entertainment. Um, And she has really impressive guests on the show. She always blows me away. So please welcome the host of Hot Takes and Deep Dives, Miss Jess Rothschild. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you, boo? I'm good. What's going on? Life. 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 You know life. Yeah. You had you had quite a day. I had quite a weekend. Um, but yeah. it's a new week. Today's Monday. It's a new week. We're living our best life. Um and yeah. Talked no, you off a few ledges. Talked me off a few now. ledges. <laughs> and now I'm back with my broken tailbone. Um how have you been? It's been a while since we've like done a podcast. I mean, we talk every day, but like we it's literally been a yeah, since I think, we've podcasted. I think the listeners need to know that we speak multiple times a day via voice memo and and text like multiple times a day. I mean, it's pro- probably like altogether like an hour a day. Yeah. Like we're communicating. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how like people see like podcast friends and like some of my podcast friends are just that podcast friends, but like people like mm-hmm. you and Jacques like we literally talk every single day because there's always news that's breaking. There's always a trailer that's dropping. There's always personal life that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think it would be nice for people to know that, you know, a lot of these friendships, they do extend into like personal friendships, um, like dating, like love, sex, you know, where we're moving, where we're living, like things like that. So when are you coming to LA? Like, when are we going to have like a real gangbang? 
Honey, do you not remember that I, I was rem- in? Okay. Do I was, you know, no, no. <laughs> I was in LA the day that you interviewed Lala Kent, which made it onto Vanderpump Rules. And you were like, yeah, I can't today. I was like, okay, well, I just flew across the country. And like, this is where I, I, I'm here. So, hey, okay. <laughs> to clarify, it was the day after and I was so... So sick. I literally got up that morning, got like full glammed up because I had to do a photo shoot that morning and then tape Lala at 11 a.m. And then after that, I was just like dead. And then I woke up the next morning, which is when we planned to hang out. I think I told you that I just interviewed Lala, but it was the day before. But I was Mm. so sick. Like I couldn't even get out of bed. And I'm not that I'm the bitch that will go to work with the full on feet. Well, pre 2020 will go and like push and hustle. I'm, you know, I'm Lisa. Rinna, you get on a plane. If you're dying, you pump yourself with drugs and you do the job. So that's how, yeah. you know, I was legit I, dead same, in bed. Right. So I think at this point you owe me a trip across the country. But you did go and hang out with Ryan Bailey that week or that day. Yes, I had dinner that night. I had dinner with Ryan Jamie Stein, who I love, and Laura from Sexy Unique Podcast. I'm close with the three of them. Um also, but, to uh, clarify, I was not invited yeah. to that dinner. I was invited to coffee earlier <laughs> in the day. I just want to clarify that for the story. Oh my I was God. not invited to the Ryan Bailey dinner. I'm actually not going to say anything about Ryan Bailey because I don't want to get in another. <laughs> I don't want to get another feud. Oh, my God. Well, this was still COVID time, so I don't know that yeah. we were looking for like a dinner for six. Yeah, a whole big party. But, well, that was the max. So you could have squeezed me in there. Six, uh, six uh, heads was true. the max. And we're both small people, so we probably could have shared a little space. How do you like L.A. versus New York? Guys, we will get into all the, the tea of, of Real Housewives and Winter House and Pump Rules and O.C., but I just mm. Jess and I want to catch up for you. How do I love LA versus New York? Um, I used to really love LA. Like there was a period of time, maybe like 10, maybe like 12 years ago where I was going to LA like five times a year because a lot of my friends had moved from New York to LA. Like a lot of them like working, work, you know, they were pursuing careers in acting and they moved there. And I felt a little like, I guess this is the next chapter. Like my whole circle was kind of dissipating and I did. I couldn't get a job there. Like I work. I work full time in tech, and I wasn't going to move without a full time job already in place. And then eventually, I you know, a few years after that, I wound up meeting somebody who was in a very very long term relationship. So that having been said, this was my most recent time in LA in many years. And granted, it was like deep in like COVID time. You know, this was like April or May. And I think I'm just not cut out for such a heavy driving culture. Mm. Um, But I want to ask you, so all the times that I've been to L.A., I've actually only been to downtown downtown L.A. only one time. So all most of my time has been spent in West Hollywood or like Silver Lake. I don't fuck with West Hollywood and Silver Lake's too trendy for me. Can you explain why? Like, I want you to sell me on downtown L.A. Well, downtown L.A. is hard to sell anybody on. Um, I I feel like the only people that really love L.A. are somebody that like maybe has come from New York that still kind of wants that city vibe, but like wants the mish of L.A. Like this is the closest you'll get to like a New York or a downtown Chicago is downtown L.A. I grew up in L.A. and I remember when like people did not fuck with downtown. Like you didn't go there because it was nothing but like drug addicts and homeless people and you were going to get mugged and you were going to die. So you went to to 
downtown only for work, only if you had to, but there was no fun, there was no leisure, there was no nightlife. I would say maybe in the last 10 years, all of that has kind of changed and downtown's had this bit of a, a renaissance moment where we have a lot of new apartment buildings, we have rooftop bars, we have rooftop restaurants, all these new hotels are opening up. We just had like the proper open up down, uh, down the street for me. So we have all of these like nice places to go now, trendy well, underground all, it clubs. Seems like, it seems like it's all like new construction. It's all new construction or what they've done too is flipped some of the old buildings. So like they have like this really cool um, club that's not too far, underground club that's not too far from me that used to be a bank. So, or they had the Nomad Hotel that was also a bank. So it was really cool because you have the hotel on top, but then you have to go to the bathroom. So you by, go by underground. The way, it- by the way, can I just say something? It's hilarious to me that the Nomad Hotel. Do you know why it's called the Nomad Hotel? No, is it? An, is it a brothel? No, <laughs> it's it, the Nomad is is a neighborhood in in the city in New York City, and it's the Nomad Hotel. And then all of a sudden, it opened up in Vegas and LA. Yeah. And I found that to be so hilarious. It would be as if like you had a place called the West Village Hotel yeah. in LA. It's yeah. Like, what? Yeah, no, it is. That is funny. Um, it's actually closed. It just closed. They closed it in COVID and they never reopened, which was so sad because wow. it was such a pretty building because like, so the restrooms were underground. So you had to go down and then it was like this big vault that you had a bank vault that you had to walk through in order to go and pee. So it was just like, it was so fun to see them flip those old buildings and keep some of like the architecture. Um, and that I so enjoyed that. say that? Tell me why you say you don't fuck with West Hollywood. It is way too pretentious. It's way too, like, I like fancy shit. But for me, West Hollywood is just, it's too overdone. Like, to me, I don't like going, like, I'll go to the Abbey, which is, like, the popular, like, the the hot spot in, in West Hollywood. It's, like, the gay bar that everyone goes to. It's not even gay anymore. All, all straight people go there, and that's where they go and hang out. Um but like, it's so interesting because I went out recently to West Hollywood with a friend of mine. She's dating this guy and he was one of the bartenders at one of the hot, one of the spots there. So we went specifically for that. And then we went, I think we went to, I forgot where we went afterwards, but like, you don't, you don't really get hit on in bars. Like you go to gay bars and you don't even really get hit on there because I feel like everybody is so like people in LA are so like in their own head and so I don't know I just don't like that vibe like in New York you can go out to a bar and you can get hit on and you can take somebody home or you can start dating like it's just so easy in New York because people are so straightforward with their intentions but I feel like in LA especially in like the popular or the trendy spots like West Hollywood or even I guess Silver Lake and Echo Park and Highland Park those are like areas that have come up and they're a little more trendy but I don't know. I don't fuck with West Hollywood. It's just, it's too pretentious. It's too over the top. It's too scene-y. I guess that's what it is. There's like, it's a scene there. And that's what I hate about LA. And I think that's the reputation LA gets is being part of like this scene. And it's who you know. And, you know, it's just, I don't fuck with that energy. Have you been to, to New York much all? I've been to New York pretty often. Yeah. In pre-2020, oh. I would go there pretty often. I love New York. Oh, the, oh, awesome. All right, cool. So next we'll hang out in New York. You'll take me to some spots in New York. Oh, But yeah. it's so funny because I feel like when I go to New York, I'm like, let me go and do like a Soho moment. Like, I feel like I go to the West Hollywood equivalents in New York, whereas in L.A., I don't fuck with it. I love the New York scene, but I don't love being part of the, like the L.A. scene. But I'm also like not somebody that really like goes out. 
You know what I mean? Like I stay home on a Friday night or I spend the weekend with my family. Um, Like I'm just not into like clubbing and bar hopping or any of that either, which is probably why I feel like that's all the Santa Monica Strip in, in West Hollywood is it's so the nightlife is so popping out there. Um, and not that the nightlife's yeah. not popping here in downtown, but like in downtown, you can go have a nice drink on a rooftop, go to dinner and then come home and crash. And like, that's, I'm, I'm I cool love with that. that vibe. Yeah. No, you and I are very similar in that way. Um, yeah, you and I are very similar. In that I way. feel like I'm so much more boring than people expect me to be. And I really am. Like I literally will just sit home and pour myself a drink and watch the neighbors across the street. That's a good <laughs> night for me question for you and maybe your listeners don't know so i'll like, like i've been wondering this for a while so you know how you have you yes, published yes, I'm four gay. books i'm gay yes <laughs> that's what everyone's been wondering, been wondering i haven't officially really come out on the show <laughs> i haven't officially come out on the show so this is the moment you know how you have four books yeah you've written four books yeah how do you because you're already quite young and you wrote these years ago how did that happen that's actually a great question. I don't think I've ever, I don't talk about any of like my past or my career history or anything on the show really. Cause it's mostly just like the tea that we spill every week. But so my first book came about, um, I was in high school. I wrote it when I think I was like 15. Um, and my brother was diagnosed with autism and I was starting to do a lot of community activism work here in LA. Um, just cause I saw him as, he and my brother Elijah were only a year apart, but I saw how opportunities for Elijah were so much different than they were for Ethan. Um, well, like just playing sports, like coaches didn't want mm-hmm. Ethan on the team because that's just too much for them to handle. So my mom would often become a coach of the baseball team. That way she could have both boys be able to play and participate. And so I was like, well, I want to do stuff like that. And so I would start to organize events that helped, you know, create an inclusive environment for kids with special needs like my brother, because I saw it happening all too often. And so from there at one of these events, I ended up meeting with this woman who had just written a book about her experience with her son. And she's like, nobody's really talking about what it's like to be a brother or a sister of somebody with special needs. Everyone's a mom writing a book. And now dads think, you know, they're having a moment of writing books. So like, why don't you write a book? And I was like, I'm in like ninth or 10th grade. Like I can't even get an A on an English essay. Like how the fuck am I going to write a book? And then my mom's like, well, why not just do it? And I loved my mom for that. Cause she's always kind of just been like, well, why not? Like just do it. And so I was like, okay. And so I just sat at a computer and I started writing and through this woman, she was able to help me kind of navigate the world of publishing mm-hmm. and helped me get that book released. And so that came but out. How, so like, how did you get a publisher? Like, I know that's It was a very small, first it was self-published and then it was a very small publisher that ended up going and publishing it afterwards. So that first book came out twice. And then from there, I self-published book two and three. And then my fourth book also signed with a small publisher that eventually got bought by Simon & Schuster. So that fourth book is now with Simon & Schuster, um, which is nice to say that I'm a published author and, you know... Yeah. Um, I have like a real publisher. That. But that book, the last book was written and published back in 2014. So it's been a minute since I've written a book. I've wanted to write another one. Um, I wouldn't go the self-publishing route again, only because it's just, it's a lot, you know? And I, mm-hmm. you know, I want to feel like a bad bitch that has a Simon & Schuster part two under my belt. Yeah. And I feel and like I I've want just... a little, I want to, and I want to thank you in the acknowledgments. Yes. For my love and support. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. 
But yeah, that's how, I mean, yeah, the books kind of, the first one came out and then I really loved the process of it. I loved writing. I loved the impact of it. I loved, you know, that people responded really well to it. So then I just kind of fell in love with writing books and I just kept doing it throughout high school and college. And then eventually I fell into doing stand up for a couple of years. And then the opportunity. You did, st- you did stand up? Yeah. Wait, do you have videos of this? Um, I'm pretty sure there are some old grainy iPhone footage. I don't, I know that some of the clubs or some of the organizers filmed some of the events. I don't know where that footage exists, but I know there is footage that exists somewhere. You should dig that up and put I mean, it on I would YouTube. love to. I don't even know where to contact any of those people. No, it's not like, it's not, some of it was good, but some of it was really bad. Stand up. No, is, I want it. I don't care if it's terrible. I want Stand up is gr- is is pretty brutal. Um, that this I is love a headline. It. This is a headline, Zach. I love stand up. That's I a headline. Loved. It. I mean, and I did like the Laugh Factory, the Comedy Store, Gotham in New York, Ice House in Pasadena. Like I, you did, played Gotham Comedy I Club in Gotham New York. I did Gotham Comedy Club. Yep. That's so close to. Me. I have. I'll send you photos from when. I mean, I don't know if there's any footage from Gotham, but because um, I only did it once. But it was, yeah, it was a it final, was a final time. question. Final question on the Zach Peter personal <laughs> essay note. Yeah, on the Zach Peter interview. <laughs> exclusive. Is, exclusive. How long are you going to rock the blonde, the bleach blonde? Because you've been rocking this for a while, and we all know. Well, I know you say you're you're naturally uh, yeah. platinum blonde, but we've all seen the photos that you are in yeah, fact yeah, yeah. a brunette. Well, my hair's black. Do we have a game plan? My, my hair is like jet black. Um, it's for all the stand-up photos. I think I've posted some of them. All of them, though, have my black hair. But I mean, I'm gonna rock it as long as I can. I mean, at least another couple of years. It's been four years. Um, you know, people like when I kind of rock the two tone, which like right now the roots are really grown out. I like rocking the roots. My hair is so dark, thick, and black that the bleaching process is so intense. It's like seven hours of just bleach and toner and heat and lifting, and it's such a grueling process. Um, do you know I anybody? Do, do you know often. any guys who have had hair transplants? No, I'm not that old, Jess. Shit. I know. <laughs> I know. So you would be surprised. Oh, First yeah. of all, every male celebrity has had a hair transplant. Oh, yeah. Aside from that, there are guys in my life who I know people who have had three hair transplants. Really? We're going to talk offline. I would love to. Why? Are you saying I'm losing my hair? No, 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 no. No, the opposite. Okay. I'm going to tell you something when we're done. Okay. I can't wait. (laughs) Um, Okay. So let's talk. There's a rumor, like Teresa Judice would say, rumor that Roni, Real Houses of New York, isn't going to be returning until 2023. I don't know how legit this rumor is. Where was was this? Where was this published? It was, I saw it on Reality Blurb, but I don't know where it originated from. Mm. Let me see if I can pull this up. I literally just saw it right before we started did you, filming. Well, did you see Brian Moylan's article yesterday published I did. on NBC News? Was NBC it published on owns- NBC? No, it was published. Yes. I thought it was published Babe, somewhere it's NBC. else. It was NBC? It's NBC. Okay. Yes. I believe you. So it was basically like the the housewife's problem and like why they need to completely clean house. Everyone should check out that article. Um, oh, this is where it, it started from. Hold on. This is where it started from. It was Anthony Dominic okay. tweeted it. But Anthony Dominic doesn't always have the most reliable 
tea. And that's no shade. Please don't drag me into a few. People love to pit me in feuds these days. Um, but sometimes, you know, I, I don't know if he's a former. He used to be on TMZ. So he has some connections. But like. I don't know how legit of a rumor that is. Cause like, I would imagine maybe they start production over the summer next year. They film for four months. So then it would make sense that it wouldn't come back until 2023. You know, they're going to take their time with casting and production and all that. So that would make sense. Mm -hmm. But I would assume production would begin in 2022. Personally. Okay. My take on this. I think this is a good thing. I think that there's too much. I think that it's like, housewife overload i think it's good let people miss something like i don't like when they were when there are so many housewives shows on simultaneously like how on sunday nights they're airing salt lake city and potomac back to back it's like too much for people and believe it or not there used to be a time where there'd be like only two housewives shows going in any particular cycle I feel like some cities are rushed out. Like they, yeah. I feel, I personally feel like they keep pumping out Potomac. Is it me? I feel like there are two seasons a year of Potomac. That may not actually be true, but it feels that way. I think that the issue that we've run into is that like in COVID times, we had nothing to watch. So we had all of these shows that were going back to back that like it was enjoyable for us to watch multiple housewives per week, you know? And so we kind of got used to this overload of content. And two, I think Bravo has just continued to green light more cities and more franchises. And like, that's also, you know, to me, I'm just like, at some point we need to either like substitute some cities for other cities and maybe like take a longer break. Like if we're going to add in Salt Lake City and Potomac, then maybe we ice New York and Atlanta for a minute. You know what I mean? Um, Because when we constantly bump out all of these shows every year, it does become a bit like jammed with the the backlog of content that we have. And I feel like we've been able to come up with some other non-housewives shows that have done really well on the network too. That's what I was going to say. Like, I like I know we're, we're going to get into like Winterhouse and Vanderpump, but I, to sort of like weave that in, I find it to be so refreshing. Listen, these aren't like, this isn't prestige television. Yeah. Like we're not watching The Sopranos here. Yeah. But- I don't want to watch more Housewives. Like, I'm done. Like, I love Beverly Hills this season. Love. I'm sort of enjoying Salt Lake City. Like, the Shaw rest, like, really compelling. Like, actually, possibly prestige television. But I I like a winter house. I love summer. Summer house, I love. Vanderpump in the day. That was, like, the best show on television for years. And, And I know that there's, like, Below Deck. But, like, Below Deck's really for the straight people. So maybe I've been told to get into Below Deck. I know that there's like alternate programming. People (laughs) are telling me I have to watch Below Deck, which is even doing like way better in the ratings than New York was doing. It's so... I mean, I, to me, there's no desire to watch Below Deck, but so many people have told me that I have to watch Below Deck that I'm just like, okay, do I just oblige and Jamie's, lean into Jamie it? Stein, um, Jamie Stein, who would love, uh, he, he loves Below Deck. He's like, you got to watch Below Deck. You got to. I'm like, all right, maybe. Yeah, okay. No, like I will. I will. It's on my list. But to to piggyback <laughs> off of like what we were saying about like housewives jamming too many cuz like you said like Potomac it felt like we had two seasons in this past year. I also feel like there's a time and a place 
to pick up production immediately after. Like in Real Housewives of New Jersey, when there was all the Teresa, Melissa drama, family drama that was so intense at the beginning, like in seasons three, four, and five, I understood why at the end of the season, there was still so much drama and tension between the family that they needed to pick up production filming immediately right after. Or even right now with like Erica's legal stuff, I can understand the need within the current group. But I think what was happening was they were like, oh, this season didn't work. So let's get rid of these people, bring in two new people and then just start filming next week and hope that they mesh without giving it time to really make a cast, a group of friends. I thought Brian Moylan's interview or not his interview, his article was really good because it talked about how the show has the shows have evolved from being genuine groups of friends to now like he had a he had a great he had a great line in there saying they clearly don't care who they cast so long as they can go toe to toe with Ramona, Ramona or whoever, which is true. Which is why they brought in Leah, yeah. who, you know, has viewpoints that uh, that differ Ramona. She's a lot younger than Ramona. Obviously, they know the history that the OGs get a little threatened and tend to ice out the newbies. So they needed somebody that would really challenge Ramona. And I think Leah was able to kind of do that. Um, so I think, you know, it, it was a really great point that he made. And even Kate Casey and her Facebook group made a really good point of like, it feels like the shows are now survivor, you know, of who can make it to the, who can be the most uh, dynamic in order to make it to the next season. Yeah. I, like I said, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. Like let people miss it. Um, Jersey does that really well. I feel like I'm only subjected to one Jersey season a year. Like I'm talking about the way it feels, you know, I don't feel like it's Jersey overload constantly. Right. Uh, and I think that's a great thing. Like let people, it's nice to miss something and then you can get really psyched when it's back. And I think that there's enough alternative programming that like let New York chill out and then we'll be into it. I also think no. it would be smart for the network. That way the network isn't so heavily reliant and dependent on Real Housewives. You know what I mean? They can test out other programs and find the next Vanderpump Rules to be able to build. That way, it's not just yeah. a network of eight different Real Housewives franchises. Yeah. I also think having the the all-stars, like the two, the two all-stars that have already been filmed, I think also having those will satiate the people who want another. At least these are limited series. We don't have to, like, drag it out for 20 episodes. I'm sure they'll do a reunion, but I think that's great alternative programming as well. I agree. It was funny. Andy was just on Wendy Williams. I think Jerry O'Connell was the guest host. Um, he was on. Oh, is no. It, uh, still- Michael. Ra- Michael. Ra- oh, Michael. Michael, Ra- Rappaport. Michael Rappaport. I watched it. Yeah. Wendy's. So what are we doing with Wendy? We're just filling in, you know, these other guest slots until Wendy. Here's what. OK, he, here's what's interesting. So, yeah, she's sick. She's like she done. has. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I wouldn't. No, no, she's not done. I thought she's she was done with the show. I thought they were done with her. No, 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 no. Oh, no. She's she, like she has like a a um an immune disorder. Okay. She, I think she has Graves' disease. I think. Oh no. Um. So they they're having rotating hosts, and apparently the these guest hosts are doing better, right? Are doing better than with Wendy, which is strange. Like yeah. Wendy, Wendy is such a. Um, I love Wendy, but like she's such. I mean, that is like must see, like you know, daytime TV. Yeah. But um. Okay, go, go. What were you going to say about Andy? Oh, that he was there promoting Ultimate Girls Trip 
but he's like, but wait until you see season two of All Stars, where he like, which is kind of how yeah. we all feel. Like, okay, yeah, All Stars. I will say though, the All Stars teaser that we got over this past week was actually thoroughly enjoyable. I was very entertained. They released like what the first two episodes of it, where they're like getting ready to leave on the trip. Oh. Yeah, yeah. When Teresa's like, she's not, Melissa's not an OG. Yeah, Melissa's not an OG, just saying. It was, I was thoroughly entertained by it. I guess because you are bringing the strongest, I mean, minus Cynthia Bailey, you're bringing the strongest from each show and you're kind of putting them on this island. Um, I was really- Wait, can we talk about how, can we talk about how Ramona broke her wrist (laughs) the other day and she couldn't go to LA to do all of this Peacock promo she literally has her her arm I know. swing. It's constant chaos with her. It's but how does that prevent you from getting on a plane to? Because fl- she doesn't know if she's going to have to have surgery or not. Oh, that's the. Whole she thing. did a whole Instagram story about it. That's so crazy. Do you think that maybe it's not even so much the surgery part, but more of just like the hounding that she's going to get in the press, considering she's such like a polarizing person right now. No, no, I think think it's that I know I think her doctor was like, you can't fly like, I mean, I won't get into it, but you can't fly when you have a potential like the swelling, it could be really, really bad. But they're all going to be on Watch What Happens Live. They're all going to be back in New York on Tuesday to do a big Watch What Happens Live with all of them. Not that Andy's going to be like, so Ramona, these uh, these racist allegations. (laughs) Yeah, I just. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Ramona. She's really, I mean, but the thing is. You know, wait, can I tell you something else about Ramona? Tell me. So, <laughs> so this is so, I don't know if anybody cares about this, but it's interesting. Last night, um, a, a friend of mine who's like a very, he, he exploded during the pandemic as like a fitness trainer. He goes by the name Isaac Boots. Um, he's in with like Lisa Rinna and Ramona, like he's trained all of them. And anyway, he got engaged last night to his boyfriend. Ramona was at the celebration dinner. What? Yes. I feel like so many people still love her. And it's only the people on Twitter that really don't like her. But here's- and he's and he's not the type to like invite or race yeah. like like yeah. he's he's ethnic. Yeah. Um. So I just that's just food for thought. She was at a gay engagement celebration dinner last night. Just I'm just throwing it out there as information. Yeah, and I know <laughs> You're I ta- stunned. I ta- I'm not. I mean, I am, but I'm also not though because I feel like. I know people that know Ramona behind the scenes and I don't think, I think she's like dumb and an idiot in the sense that she just doesn't think things through before she like does and says something. But I don't think at her heart, she's a terrible person. And and that's by what I know from people that actually know her and are friends with her and like still, you know, know what really happened behind the scenes with the whole investigation with Bravo and all of that stuff. And that's, I think part of the reason a lot of people still protect her is because the Ramona we don't see on camera is different from the Ramona we do get, you know, and the thing is, it's like, once you're somebody like Ramona, that's so polarizing, it's very, it's like Brandy Glanville. It's very easy to have the longevity of the headlines because you know that it's always going to get people fired up. Same thing with like a Kelly Dodd, you know, that no matter how, 
not simple or innocuous, but no matter how small and the infraction is, it will become so much grander because of the person that is, you know, saying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because of the the reaction people will give you for that. But Ramona is very interesting. I'm surprised they didn't bring in like Lisa Rinna to tape all stars with Kyle. Like they only threw in Kyle from Beverly Hills. Oh, I I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I would have loved Lisa Rinna to come. Or I would have loved, like, who else would is on the well, show? Well, she would have been fun because she would have brought drama. She would have stirred shit up. Yeah, she would have. I mean, well, let's let's wait and see. Let's watch this thing. And then, like, we can figure out who we would have cast. I mean, this yeah. is not the cast I would have put together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, whatever. Yeah. No, I, no. What, but, like, a true all-star is we would want, like, Bethany and Nini and... You know, like the real OGs, like a Cynthia, like Kenya's good, but like Cynthia's. I still would have wanted Jill Zarin. I want Jill Zarin on every housewife. You show. love Jill Zarin. I don't know what it is with Jill Zarin, but you really. No, can love- I tell you? I I legitimately want to do an episode, and I I've, sometimes I have the name of my episodes before. Sometimes I, I'll think of like a concept, and I'm like, this is the name of the episode, and then I rec- and then I like find somebody. Work the name backwards. of the episode. This doesn't exist. The name of the episode is Jill Zarin Appreciation Hour. Do we really need an hour to appreciate Jill Zarin, though? Yeah, we do. Okay. My friend is down to do it. He loves Jill. (laughs) Why don't you do it? No, we are doing it. Oh, you are doing it. It is happening. It, oh yes, no. We're, we we well, It's it, it's written down. We're gonna do it. It's uh, by the by the end of twenty twenty one. You can listen to it. I will listen to it. But right now, all I have is the and title. And see if I get sold on <laughs> Jill Zarin. I can't wait. Andy said that part two of All Stars is like epic. I don't know if they've edited it, if they've begun to edit it yet or anything. I hear it comes out in March and the rumors about it coming out next summer are false, which is good because we can't wait until next summer to get that show. I want to know what the next one, if they were able to churn these out so fast back to back, what's the next one? Well, let's take a beat. Let's not rush it like we're here complaining about them rushing the Housewives seasons. Let's get through the first one. Let's get through the second one. And then let's plan the third one. Do you think, because it is now we're coming into, well, okay, Winter House they shot last March. So I'm curious to see if they're going to do another Winter House. I, well, the ratings for Winter House have been good, right? Yeah, I feel like they they're gonna do it. Like, why wouldn't they do but, it? But like we can get rid of some of these people on Winter House. Like I like who's the what's the girl? Julia, is that her name? Oh my god. I can't why is stand she there Julia. At all? I don't like Julia. I can't stand Julia. Um, we haven't really seen much of the new guys, minus what's his name? The Italian. That's all anybody knows him as is the Italian. Yeah. He's probably the most camera time we've given the guys. For the newbies. Um, I would be interested in getting to know Jason, but the show doesn't give a shit about that's what him I mean. Jason, Yeah, all. Jason doesn't have... That's what I mean, because it's Jason and the Italian, and then we have Austin and Craig. Austin's getting a lot of camera time. We don't really see much of Craig. I liked how they're trying to like give us Craig and Paige, even though we know there's not going to be a Craig and Paige in Winter House, because mm-hmm. they didn't get together until after production had ended. This is this is the most I've liked Paige. Like, without the weight of Hannah yeah. and Perry, the boyfriend, I feel like she gives such great confessionals. Like I find, And I find her also to be so vulnerable yeah. like especially this past Very week's episode vulnerable, yeah this is the most i've enjoyed her on television period um 
what else was going to say? Uh, Austin, is it me? Does he dress terribly or is that just me? I don't think he dresses terribly. He's always like in a like a, a best. I, I don't understand his style or what his like vibe is. I mean, it's like very Craig. Craig, I'm into Craig like has. I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't like Austin. Like I don't. He's too pasty. He's I like Austin. I would. I would bang Austin. I like. I Austin. know you would. He's the worst. He's, wor- he's for me. so terrible, though. He really is. I think I was blowing up your phone the other night as I was watching it live in real time. No, the be- the one of the best texts I've gotten in a while from you. I I was literally sleeping. <laughs> the text is all caps. Men are awful. Next text is Luke gay or what? Which is so funny because. I swear to God, that thought flew through my brain. As I was watching this week's episode, I yeah. was like, he he is so strange. Like he's but he is also too dumb to be gay. Like, I don't know what his story is, but it's weird. I if feel you like- put this plus the summer house behavior where like he clearly wasn't interested in Hannah. He's like not really in- he's only interested in people who he knows would not be interested in him. Which is why I think he's gay. Which, which is every gay guy in high school. Thank you. I think Luke is just a late bloomer because I'm like, he is clearly developing these intimate emotional connections with these women. However, he's not interested in having sex with them and he's not interested in being in a relationship with them. But yet they're clearly beautiful, talented, charismatic, very, you know, entertaining like personality wise women did something you know how sierra was brought into summer house via luke yeah and she said that when they dated like he did something strange in bed or something they talked about it on the show and he brought a dude yeah that's what he did he brought a dude i mean we're really starting we're really this is we're we're really started. What was the room? Oh, the rumor was that Andy's fired and they're looking for. Yeah. And I told and I told you that when we recorded this, I wanted to start the rumor that Bethany is starting skinny girl diapers and that we, we could literally start that rumor and people would believe it because yes. people will believe fucking yes. anything. So let's to give context to this. <laughs> we were having a conversation about similar to the Anthony Dominic tweet about Roni not coming back until 2023. How easy it is for certain media outlets to pick up on things that podcasters say, because I've been dragged into this too. Outside, like the, the current trend is to pit me in feuds with people. But prior to that, it was, you know, picking up things that I would say on my podcast and then making them into headlines, which is what they do often. And so I think there are podcasters and YouTubers that capitalize, that have learned to capitalize off of that. So they start these outlandish rumors that... <laughs> have no real merit or basis to them. And it's very, you know, inquirer of them to, cause I went to visit my grandfather in the hospital yesterday and he had his like inquirer magazine and I'm literally flipping through it. And I'm like, this is literally all of the trash blogs that exist right now that have these types of headlines with like no real merit or basis to it. And, you know, and so one of the current rumors that Jess and I were talking about was that Andy Cohen has been fired from the network and they're canceling Watch What Happens Live and how there's no truth to that rumor. At least there. Yeah. It, could it be true? Could it be? Are, are the the ratings for Watch What Happens Live dwindling? Yes. Does that mean Andy Cohen is completely going to be iced out of Bravo? He literally just got 
a book published called, you know, Not All Diamonds and Rosé. That's the expose about Real Housewives. Like, that he's bringing them money. They're not going to be cutting him loose anytime soon. But um, qu- question, question for you. This is just like a sidebar to yeah. to this. And then we're going to get back to the rumors. Suppose Andy. Yeah. Three years from now, three to five years from now, Andy has another child and decides, I, I don't need the talk show anymore. He's like, I yeah. just want to do the radio and write books. And yeah. Who do you predict would replace Andy on an evening sort of wrap up version of Watch What Happens Live? I've always said that they would they could bring in like a Danny Pellegrino. I think it has to be somebody young. It has to be somebody gay or at least somebody of that culture that can fill that seat that is, you know, charismatic, but not messy that knows how to play the game you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. andy's very good at playing the politics game he's very good at you know getting what we need for the drama and the tea but also staying very neutral with everything i really think unless they bring somebody that's already inside bravo like another producer no i don't think that's that was like lightning in a bottle there's no way yeah there's no way there'll be another andy that they bring in from the network i think Danny is the perfect yeah. choice because he already has relationships. He's already beloved. Already By has an all- audience. Already has that that world in the palm of his hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know Danny. And he's I've, great. And yeah. he's so likable. Like he's so likable. He would be the one. Yeah, I, I agree. Think. I agree. I would love to. I think he would be. And I've said this for years. I, I think we've probably discussed it before. I've said for years, I think Danny would be the perfect person to fill that seat. He's younger. He's, you know, got the energy that Andy doesn't have. Like, you can tell Andy at these reunions. I mean, I think the the Beverly Hills reunion was juicy that that was exciting for him because of the Erica stuff. And then the Potomac reunion was excited, exciting for him because of Nicki Minaj participating in it that. But I feel like you can just see this fatigue in him of like, I'm a dad now. I have other things going on in my life that he doesn't really need to do it anymore. And I think the ego has already been fulfilled for the most part. Obviously, we know somebody with an with an ego to, enough to have their own talk show. It's never going to be fully satiated. But I think for him, you know, he's he'll he knows that he'll still be in the public and he'll still get mm-hmm. that adoration without having to work every single day filming a talk show. Yeah. And doing reunions. Yeah. That's that. I think he's, yeah, I think he's, he's reaching retirement soon. I would, I could see it in three years, but it's not because some person on the internet started the rumor. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, people believe anything. I mean, I have, I have um, a a thread, like a text thread with um, three friends who like watch everything Bravo. They're not, you know, they're just, fans like they don't have podcasts or anything and they send me all this shit like it's they're like oh my god did you see this but they're not really to me I'm just part of it and I'm always like that's not true that's not true that's a rumor that's not true but they believe it like yeah even like people are just getting this stuff and I'm like yeah no I get they believe it 
I get caught up in it all the time because sometimes I say things and that's where I've like had to be like, I'm clarifying. This is a rumor that I've heard. This is where I have a real source. This is my opinion. Because I know like there was, I said that Tamara was coming back to OC, which was a real thing. Like they, like she had a contract, mm-hmm. like it was actually a real thing that she was going to be re- filming for the new season of OC, but it was before they went into production. Then obviously production began and it, I don't think she ended up actually filming for the new season of OC. No, like it just didn't end up happening, but she ended up getting Tamara, the all-stars. Tamara was just on Jeff Lewis's show, yeah, which I love, by the way. That's like a great radio show. Tamara was on and she was like, yeah, I really want to film, but then it just like didn't happen. Like yeah. it just wasn't. It was supposed to happen. And I revealed that it was supposed to happen. And then, you know, people will come and be like, oh, remember. And then it blew up when I said it. And then people were like, oh, see, you don't have good tea because you told us a lie that one time. I'm like, it wasn't a lie. It was just something that happened to be true at that moment that never came to fruition because it was in pre-production. And then we got into production. It just didn't make sense after all. I think they would have brought her in had there been been a struggle to mesh the cast because camera Tamara mm-hmm. has history with the women on the cast currently and Heather was kind of Tamara would be the perfect glue to kind of mend them all together but they didn't need Tamara after all and a lot of the times they have other people just sitting on ice for when they need to activate that while production is going on Brandy Glanville was perfect at that which is why she did so many cameos throughout the years because she was the perfect person to plug in when they needed her right but did yeah. you watch did you watch the Watch It Happens live with the Winterhouse people? They had no. Hubbard. Oh, you didn't. I oh, don't really was, watch Watch It Happens live that much anymore, to be honest. Unless there's oh, somebody on okay. there that's really see it see, I'm not watching and now all the ratings are going, and it's my fault Andy Cohen's been fired from the network. <laughs> Headline tomorrow. Um, yeah. I still really enjoy Watch It Happens Live, and I thought the Winterhouse episode was it was interesting because Lindsay was in the audience when Austin was there. Oh, and I did this see whole, that. I saw when Austin it's stirring up drama, but they um it seems like Luke, Luke and Lindsay can't stand Sierra. It seems like Sierra and Paige are like on an island with their boyfriends. Yeah. And although it's really not clear if Sierra and Austin are still together, I can't tell if they're pretending they are on Watch What Happens Live, but they're really not. I mean, it could have been like a situation like when Hannah and Luke were pretending that they were together when they were doing press to promote Summer House, even though, you know, Luke was sucking production's dick on the side. You should watch that episode of Watch What Happens. I did. I I saw the one with when Lindsay was in the audience. I thought you meant there was like a all of the cast was on Watch What Happens live together. It was Lindsay, Luke and Andrea, the Italian. On the show together. And she. Yes. Watch it. I don't think I saw that one. I saw the one where Austin. Oh, I'm thinking Austin. I saw the one where Austin was on the show and she was in the crowd and he was saying that he liked Sierra better than he liked her. And then it was like the whole headline thing. So she kind of like retaliates against. I heard about this. I heard about her retaliation and they're like, she got back at Austin. Yeah. I mean, she didn't really. It was it was just it was just fun. It was just interesting to watch. I like Lindsay. She's chaotic and she's a hot mess. but She's great television. This is how much I love her. Like, you know, people like us, like with shows like this, like we can sort of, you know, ask to request to interview anybody. And I'm telling you, in the last year, the only Bravo person that I really wanted to interview 
and this is across all housewives, all anybody, the only person who I literally wrote an email saying, I would, you know, please, can I interview this person? Lindsay Hubbard. And I, and I did it. But aside from that, like who else? I don't know. From what? Okay. Winter house or Vanderpump rules. Are you still watching Vanderpump right now? Yeah. I'm so, these are very unpopular opinions. Vanderpump rules. I'm, I am, I'm really enjoying it. Really? I, I got no problem with it. Why do you think so many people hate it then? Do you think it really is? Do you think we're lacking? See, I like the, I like the season. It's not, I don't look forward to it every week, but I also don't mm-hmm. look forward to winter house every week. I feel like I've run into the issue of like, these shows become my job. So sometimes I'm like, I want to watch something that's not this because I have to talk about this and follow this news every day that like sometimes, you know, I want to watch a Hulu scripted drama. Um, But why do you think so many people are struggling to get behind Vanderpump this season? I think that they, in their heart of hearts, really miss Stassi. Yeah. Um, I miss... I really miss Jax and Kristen. Yeah. I was never a huge Stasi fan on oh, screen. Love I was Stassi. never see, I never really got her appeal to be honest. I never found her to be that funny. Like j- I watched for Jax. Like yeah. I loved Jax. Really? And I never like liked I found Jax. him to I found him to be such a compelling character yeah. on television. And the reason I think that I'm really hooked into Vanderpump this season is because I find Brock really watchable yeah. as a leading man. The way Jax filled that leading man archetype, I think that Brock has great camera presence. The The camera loves him. Yeah. Like I, I like can't take my eyes off this guy for better or worse. Like he's just, and he brings like a humility in a way that Jax never did. Um, I think they're two totally different entities, but I find I'm willing, I, I'm happy to watch a season of television and like his story is interesting. I haven't heard, seen this story before. I'm, I don't know. I, I'm really into it. Well, Stassi said on her Patreon, I don't know if, we, do we call it a podcast? Because it's exclusively on Patreon. It's like a Patreon video situation but i guess it's a podcast right what's going on on that thing so she was talking about how behind the scenes with her and Bo's involvement and Jax's involvement with the cast on of Vanderpump Rules, how there's so much Ooh. more drama that's been going on that had Bravo actually continued to pick them all up again for this new season, it would have been way more compelling than what we're than just the drama that we got currently that apparently the dynamics because they are all genuinely friends and they have so much history together and I think the only reason last season of Vanderpump really lacked was because they tried to introduce and give too much airtime to all these newbies and we didn't get to focus on the OGs that were the the real reason we watched Vanderpump I bring them back (laughs) I don't I think they will. I mean, I don't know. You think I don't Stassi, know. You think Stassi and Jax would come back if they asked them to? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that they would like do it. With, 
I don't know. That's a really hard question. I think if that, you were in that position, I don't know. if you were in that I position, don't know. maybe not, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. Maybe if I, I were in Stassi's position <laughs> and I were canceled so abruptly and so massively, not just within the network, but just within the news sphere. And then to have the network that you gave so many seasons, because at the, at the end of the day, you could be upset with Stassi for her behavior, but the network enabled her behavior by glorifying her and giving her that platform. And that's all ultimately what we watched for. We didn't watch and enjoy Stassi because she was a good girl doing charity work. We watched her because she was this train wreck of a hot mess with this volatile mouth. Mm -hmm. So when the culture encourages that behavior and the network encourages that behavior and continues to, um, you know, promote you and then all of a sudden rewarded rewarded for for that bad behavior. And then all of a sudden you go through this reckoning because Twitter's up in arms And then the network doesn't back you and they fire you and they completely try to cancel you along with it. You really think you would go back to the network that really just didn't have your back and allow you to even release your own statement. And I think it comes, I think it comes down to money. I think if they're, they're struggling for money, then yes. I I did hear that Jackson Brittany were getting their own Peacock show, like a flipping an Airbnb or something in Kentucky. Did you hear this? I've heard that they were trying. I never heard that it got greenlit though. Oh, you know, I don't know that it's, I just heard, I don't, that that's podcaster. Jess Rothschild says Jax Taylor has his own show coming to Peacock. No, 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 no. I think Stassi, I mean, she has her new book coming out next year. Um, Mm -hmm. I think she will be okay. I've always said, I said this even last year after she got fired, she will be okay. I was always worried for Kristen. (laughs) I was like, she needs to find a rich man to marry real quick. Didn't she sell her house? She did sell her house. Yes. And I believe she moved in with Alex, her boyfriend. Okay. I think that's her, her long-term strategy right there. That's Alex is her 401k. Got it, got it, got it. I would love to know the profit she made on the house. Mm. Do we have those numbers readily available? We don't. I'll ask um, Anthony Dominic. I'll DM (laughs) him um, and see if we (laughs) I need to be careful because I shade people. It just always blows up in my face. Um, I like Anthony Dominic. I just want to say if Anthony, yeah, I like Anthony. Um, But yeah, I think Vanderpump, it's good, but I think it's missing a big piece of that core. I think it's just going to take time for us to invest in the remaining cast members. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I can critique and it all day long. We need like to get, Lisa, please there's... get rid of Charlie and Raquel. Please. Agreed. I am on my knees begging you, Bravo. They are the worst. You cannot replace Jax, Kristen, and Stassi with Raquel and Charlie. And we need to stop making them happen. Please. I 100% agree with you on that. And I also, listen, I can, as much as like I'm enjoying it, I can also critique it all day long. I think there's way too much LVP. Like it doesn't even make sense. Lala, I think is kind of done. I think um, she's done because her real friends are off the show. Jax, mm-hmm. Brittany, Stassi, Bo, Kristen, those were her real friends. She was never really yeah. friends with Ariana and Sheena or Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, what do you think of of Sheena this season? I kind of enjoy Sheena. I don't love this Sheena versus Lala beef. Um, I enjoy, I've always enjoyed Sheena. Um, I'm 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 enjoying it, and I've always loved Tom Sandoval, despite everyone's hatred for him. <laughs> um, I 
Yeah, like I'm still in, I'm still into it. Maybe I'm not as like emotionally attached as I as I was in the past, but it's still very watchable for yeah. me. It's not something I would like just completely throw away and like I, I don't know. I still care about these people and it to me it's still amusing enough. Yeah. And okay, let me reframe everything. I'm watching the show for Brock and James Kennedy. James is great. James is great. Yeah, I should have said great. I should have said that 10 minutes ago. Yeah. James and Brock are great. Um, I love Lala. Lala is probably my favorite on the cast like of the uh, well, I like Ariana, too. And I like Sheena. I think I love Lala, though, Um, just because What what did you think of that nose thing? With James. I can't fucking watch Raquel. I can't. I need, I can't. I. She is like Candace on Potomac. I just fast forward through the things because I try and I try. And I know so many people that know her personally. And they're like, she's so funny and she's so charismatic. I'm like, I'm not seeing it on the show. And Charlie, I cannot with Charlie. She is just another like uninteresting person to watch on television. And I'm so fucking irritated with her fake food issues storyline because as somebody and I'm probably going to get shit for this but I'm leaning into my own truth as somebody that legitimately struggled with food issues and had to go into treatment for severe bulimia um that still to this day you know you're never going to be cured of body issues when you've had that sort of volatile history that I've had with my body and with food so to see somebody like Charlie who's really just a picky eater that's trying to make this into a thing of like trust me anybody that's had real legitimate food issues is not going to call up their friends and say, let's have a potluck so I can try different foods so that I feel more comfortable around foods. I was in treatment with people. I literally had a fucking meltdown when they wanted me to eat a cookie because it was out of my control. You know what I mean? I have witnessed people that have real food issues have meltdowns like that because it's so much deeper than just the food. So to see her exploit something like that and, and make it seem like she is doing that like I'm not I'm not trying to take away from her upbringing or whatever volatile relationship she had with her parents and them making her eat certain foods but to me the storyline that she's pushing right now is so dumb I just find her totally boring like with no personality same. And then I saw this week's episode and I was like, now I'm over her trying to be interesting by making a thing that is not a thing. Yeah. She's no jewels when it comes to the food stuff. Jules. Oh, Jules. <laughs> the fork and the, the, oh God, I read about that in Not All Diamonds and Rosé. And she was like, it was so innocent. I was just trying I to be She's, she's and, still clinging to like that it was a joke. And everyone's all, everyone else is like, no, that was like intense. Um yeah. So you find wait. So then, do you find Winter House or Pump Rules more entertaining? I, I there I find that oh, oh a Vanderpump is more compelling because really there's actual story. Yeah, going yeah. On. I will, yeah. There's no story yeah, on yeah. Winter House. I agree. It's just, I agree. Um. Yeah. I agree. And I, I mean, and I like Vanderpump because I, I hear I might be getting another little shout out in this week's episode. So I think yes. everyone should watch this week's episode of Vanderpump. Um, but no, I love Lala. I wish we would have with Lala, though, I wish we would have gotten more into her relationship with Randall. Like, I want to see the dynamics of their relationship because I think who was it? Was it Tom Sandoval? One of them was saying that they don't know anything about or maybe it was James Kennedy that they don't know anything about their relationship, them as a friend group. And I feel like we don't really know anything about their relationship either. Mm. See, that would be Jax and Stassi and Kristen. They're all really close with Randall. Yeah. Or at least Jax is. I don't know. I don't really follow the others, to be honest. Well, I mean, Jax is friends with Randall because Randall has his own private jet. Yeah. Like, let's be real. 
I think Brittany would totally be cool just doing barefoot and pregnant in Kentucky and like yes, out of the spotlight. Yes. Did you see the OC trailer? I did. I did. Um, did it make and... you want to watch this season of OC? I mean, eh. I mean, I'll like I'll watch the premiere for sure. Um, I am a little bit familiar with Heather Dubrow because um, my long term partner like loved her and I, I definitely watched I watched the trailer and it really gave me like the bee is back energy yeah. like yeah. has they, has there been they a campaign a they, campaign like this no since- they didn't even do that for Bethany though I mean they had a big campaign for Bethany but they didn't have Bethany do her own walking in introduction <laughs> pre-trailer I was like no housewife on any it, franchise has ever I loved how this. I loved how they had like the old taglines playing walking through her like palatial estate which I believe was not finished on the original her no. original run no so I know there's going to be a big disparity in money yeah. between her wealth and just the everyday money that the the rest of the cast has um I found it really strange that that Noella yelled at someone like I'm bisexual too. Like people don't do that. Yeah. Like that was really weird. She said that to somebody's kid. Yeah. To Heather's, Heather's, uh, Heather's kid. Yeah. I think it was Heather. Yeah. And that's why Noella and Heather have like some beef. And I wonder if Bronwyn is just like rolling over in a grave that like this Noella like got elevated. Like she, she came in through Bronwyn, right? Yeah. It was Bronwyn's friend. Bronwyn recommended her and then they replaced Bronwyn with her. Yeah, so I wonder, I'm curious to know, like, what Bronwyn is. She's probably trying to pitch her own show. Actually, I heard she moved to New York. Did she? I heard she moved to New York, already has a new girlfriend, and is, like, they're trying. I mean, she's had a new girlfriend every other couple of months. I know. I know. I heard that Bronwyn's trying to get something going, but I heard she's in New York now. I don't like I'll let you know if I see her. Uh yeah, I'm, I mean, what else? Emily Simpson <laughs> said that the trailer didn't even show the most dramatic moments of what was filmed this past season. So maybe it'll be better um, than I mean, I don't think the trailer was bad, though, to be honest. Like, I thought it was a solid. No, no, no. It was a solid trailer. It looks compelling. I'm mostly interested in seeing the return of Heather Dubrow. Yeah, I will for sure watch the premiere. Um, but you never watched then- OC, right? I've listen, I say I've never watched it, but I, of course I've like seen it here and there. Yeah, like same. I remember seeing the Ireland trip. I've seen the Vicky Brooks cancer thing. There are things I've seen. Yeah, and also if nothing, if nothing else, la- I, I was, when I was at BravoCon, I did go to the OC panel because uh, my partner was, is a huge OC fan. And so that I did that for her and I went to that. And I will say it was at that OC panel where I was like, holy shit, I get why Vicky is a superstar. Like she was amazing during that. And and she was also in another panel, like the an OG panel. And yeah. I was like, and this was, she was about to get fired. So like, I think, or maybe she already knew she was fired. So she was- Well, she that's where she said, she said like, everything. Yeah, she was like, I- won't come back if they offer me a friend role. I'll only come back in a full-time yeah. capacity. And I think that's she, what nailed her fate. That's also why I'm very excited for the second All-Stars is because I'll get to see Vicky uh, without having to be subjected to these other sort of archetypes right. of women that I'm really just not. They're just not for me. 
like historically these OC people that they cast, but Vicky as a person I'm into and Tamara as well. Yeah. I'm excited for Brandy Glanville and Taylor Armstrong. Oh, see Brandy makes me very nervous. Brandy makes me uneasy. So I don't like watching her um, in the way that I didn't like Kelly Dodd. I, mm. They're both like unwell people. <laughs> I think um, who is oh Taylor Armstrong she's in yeah I love Taylor I think I like her now that she's yeah, not but I cannot show. believe they cast her on like such a straight casting choice her and, her and Eva I think were the most random additions to that cast yeah. like where's where did Eva's name even come up where did she, Taylor's name even come up it's that, yeah. just so like Taylor has been off and was never on social media. Yeah. Like wait, she's not on social not even media. who I said, she is not on social media. Like you yeah. look at her Instagram and there's nothing there. It's not, it hasn't been touched in years, but it's verified. Um, yeah. I think <laughs> it is very interesting to see that like Jill Zarin and who else is there from New York? Is it just Jill? Just, uh, I think just Jill. Yeah. And then we have, but like, I don't know. I would expect them to have like the Tamara, Vicky, like, you know, close relationship where Brandy and Taylor were just an, like, they never got along that that's a random pairing to bring back onto the show. Yeah. But I, but oh, yeah, they, hello. How did we forget? Dorinda. That's the other person from New York. The oh, headliner. Oh, I thought, I, th I thought um, you meant outside of Dorinda. Oh, wait, you want to know something funny? Okay. So my best friend lives in Vegas and yesterday, Dorinda did an appearance in the town where he lives, right, right outside of Vegas. And he texted me that he said, this is the most, he goes, every Henderson, that's the little town. He goes, every Henderson gay is at this thing. He goes, this is the most amount of gay people I've seen in Henderson in one, one place wasn't a club. Wow. I can't. Anyway. Oh, well, thank you, Jess, for coming and chatting with thank me you. today. Thank you. Spilling tea, <laughs> getting me to open up about my life, my my career endeavors pre pre podcasting. I do have another question for you, but since we're at the end, I'll save it for the next time. No, ask it. You can't say you can't ask, be that bitch. Just like I have a question, but I'm not gonna. That's very housewife okay. of you to be like, I have a question, but I'm gonna <laughs> save it until next season, guaranteeing okay. your spot for the next. Yeah, season. yeah, <laughs> save you. So I'm gonna save it for next season. Okay, so I know that you've been up for reality and you filmed reality shows in the past. Yeah, I want to know: Were you? Did you throw your hat in the ring for Finding Prince Charming? No, no. I Why didn't, not? Well, I didn't. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I don't think I would do a dating show unless I were the suitor. That's you one. You did a dating show. Well, it was a different kind of dating show. It was like a we filmed our date. It wasn't a competition. It was a dating show, but it wasn't a competition show. I would do a competition show. I don't think I would do a dating competition show. Well, fuck it. Actually, if somebody came to me and was like, if the opportunity came to it, I'm, I'm like Lisa Rinna. I'll promote a diaper, um, which, by the way, we have to make Bethany's diapers happen. The skinny girl diapers. We, we do. That's our that's 
the rumor that we're going to start. That's the rumor we're going to start, guys. There's a rumor. Rumor. Jess knows somebody in dis- in what manufacturing in in where, who do you know? I know somebody. I know somebody in marketing at Depends, and they were part of the licensing deal. Yeah, because they saw the success that Lisa Rinna had, so they want somebody with the lifestyle brand like Bethany to promote that. Mm-hmm. Just going to manifest that into the universe. That'll be a headline on Heavy tomorrow. Um, what was I saying about? Oh, dating the show. dating show. Um, yeah, I would do it. I would probably do. I've never actively sought out a dating competition show, but you I, would have been great on Finding Prince Charming. I remember. I don't remember watching it week by, or maybe I did. I think I saw the first couple of episodes, and then I would, I would just watch the recaps afterwards. Why do you think I would be so great? Do you think I would win? Because you would have like, name? you would have like created drama. Oh yeah, like you would have. I would have totally created the drive. That's what makes me such a great reality. That's why I keep getting cast on reality shows. I just don't end up staying on them for very long. Yeah. But I mean, I, listen, I, everything was out. I've, I've revealed my naked body and my penis on these dating shows. Like I've, I've given it all, Jess. You know I will. Vanderpump producers, if you're listening to this, offer me a contract for next season. <laughs> Where can people listen to your podcast, Jess? Yes, it's called Do you have a a Patreon? Do you have merch? Pimp yourself out. I I don't. I know you don't. I I don't. I just have the podcast. Um, So you can find it anywhere. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's JessXNYC. Um, I'd love to say hi to you. DM me. What is your favorite Bravo book? If you're cute, slide into my DMs. Please do. I said, what is your favorite Bravo book? Life on the Roman book Coaster. about Bravo or like a like a just like a book, Bethany book book from the Bravo universe. It can be either by the cast members. It can be a Housewives or not all Diamonds and Rose. Okay, I feel like I you loved... always have good recommendations, and I feel like if there's any book anybody should read, you would know. I love A Place of Yes by Bethany Frankel. Mm, yes, that one top tier. I love that, and I genuinely loved. Pretty Mess yes. by our very own. I think those Erica are my Jane. two favorites too. Really? When you say them, well, yeah, because I'm trying to think. I liked Lala's book. Lala's book was pretty good. I wouldn't say it was like the best because there's not the most that you could take away from it. I think with A Place mm-hmm. of Yes, there's a lot of practical tips and advice you could take away from. And then with Pretty Mess, I just found it wildly captivating and entertaining. Especially totally. now, especially now. But like Stassi's book, yeah. I like, you know, a lot of the other Bravo books. Did you read Life on the Ramona Coaster? No. No interest. No. Yeah. yeah, No interest. I didn't read. I read uh, most of them. I haven't read. I read Dorinda's because we both I read interviewed Dorinda's, her. Yes. So I, I read that. That was good. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. I, I also, I've read almost all of Bethany's books. I, I met her for the I Suck at Relationships So You Don't Have To. Oh, yeah. you where'd you meet? Like a signing? Yeah, at Barnes & Noble. Oh. I met her and I read Love that it. book. That was a good one too. Yeah. Oh yeah, she had Dr. Amador. Yeah. Like contribute. Yeah, he did my show a couple of times that year too. Um, the Housewives are not all diamonds and rose. Oh my God. I'm gonna get That's you. really hard. I know. You have to pick one. I, 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 mm. 
I guess. I guess not all diamonds and rosé. <gasps> Why? <laughs> are, are people still listening to this? <laughs> they are now. <laughs> they tune out 20 minutes ago. Um, why? Because there what the truth is there was more juice in it. There was more juice in it. Are you going to read Bethany's yeah. new book? How to be better of in course. business? Yeah, I'll read it. I'll listen to the audiobook. There we go. Yeah. There we go. All right, everybody needs to go in and check out Hot Takes and Deep Dives. Jess has a great podcast. You release once a week, right? Or twice a week? Mm-hmm. Once a week. Mm-hmm. Once a week, just like the standard podcast OG she is. She does once a week and she releases very killer episodes. So go and listen. And it's edited. You do a great job at editing your podcast so that it's like, you know, like my episodes are just what they are. So people have to go through all the rambles and the ums. But yours is really concise and good and clear. <laughs> to go through the ums. <laughs> that's that's a great tagline for your podcast. No filter with Zach Peter. You're going to have to go through all the ums. <laughs> Every um and eh. Um, it, there we, there's an um. Uh, thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Fields with Zach Peter. Please go support Jess. Give her a follow on the Instagram. JessXNYC and Hot Hot Dives Pod. What's your Instagram handle? Hot, oh, oh, the Instagram is just Hot Takes Deep Dives. Oh, Hot Takes Deep Dives. There you go. Thank you guys for listening yeah. and supporting me. Go support Jess. And yeah, stay tuned. There's lots more tea to be spilled. Get ready for Book Club this Tuesday. We'll continue reading Not All Diamonds and Rosé, which Jess has now said is the ultimate Bravo book. She said The Housewives by Brian Moylan was total trash. You heard it here first. That'll be the headline. No, 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 I did not, not no, that is, te- no, we love Brian. We no, love Brian, we is, love Brian. I, that was that was me, we, no. no, we love Brian, we love the book. We both interviewed Brian. You had a great interview with him too. He's great. Um, thank you guys, we'll be breaking down Not All Diamonds and Rose. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I have my brow tutorial happening this Wednesday. Going live again on Thursday, spilling some real hot fresh tea so get ready and yeah i think jess and i are probably going to talk more shit off off air because there's a lot there's always tea to be spilled love you guys mean it talk to you later oh and don't forget to get housewives watching wine at nofilterwine.com all right love you mean it ciao for now bye